Hey, everybody. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Hemel Javeri. We've got a little bit of a different show for you today. This week, we're going to be talking about hockey. And joining me via phone are the NHL Network's Jamie Hirsch and Jackie Redman. Jamie is a host that appears on the NHL Network's On the Fly and on NHL Tonight. Plus, she's covered all kinds of hockey events, including All-Star Games and the Stanley Cup Final. Jackie Redmond is also an NHL Network studio host and reporter and currently serving as the co-host of NHL Now. Both of them joined me via phone to chat about surprises that we've seen in the NHL season so far, the Vegas Golden Knights, and their picks for who's going to make it to the final. One thing that I wanted to warn you guys about is that the audio is a little bit different than what you might be used to since the three of us chatted by phone, and there's a little bit of a wind noise, so hopefully your ears can get accustomed to that. And before we get into our interview with Jackie and Jamie, a word from our sponsor. Support for the For the Win podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com FTW. That's rocketmortgage.com FTW. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Thank you guys for taking the time to talk to me. I wanted to just chat with you briefly, get um, an insider perspective on what's going on with the NHL season so far this year. We are about a month away from the All-Star break. Are there any surprises, things that have really been exciting for you to cover this season? Um, I would definitely say the Vegas Golden Knights have been the story of the season so far. And, um, I've quickly become a fan of them too, and I know you know we cover all 31 teams neutrally as much as possible. Um, but I think it's you know also fun to be a fan um, as well, and I've certainly become a fan. It's, it's hard not to cheer for the Vegas Golden Knights because um, it's a team of, of misfits, kind of that. Yeah. Affected by their team, and I feel like every night somebody has a chance to beat their old team, and everyone else wants to keep playing, you know, for that person. Last night was so awesome to see Gerard Gallant and his reaction, um, along with Jonathan Marchessault uh, and Riley Smith, too, when they were able to beat the Panthers. So this team is so crazy to watch in the way that they don't chase the game and they come back every single night, it seems like. Um, I, I would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs at this point. I mean, yeah. I I completely agree with everything Jamie just said. I think the only answer to that question is the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a team that, you know, is full of guys that have something to prove, as Jamie mentioned. But I think what's crazy to me 
is everything that they've accomplished this year, despite everyone writing them off completely at the start of the season. I mean, Vegas, Vegas, the team, you know, the place where the team is situated, had them at 24 wins on the season, the entire season. That's where Vegas had them, and they have certainly looked like a team that's going to win more than 24 games. On top of that, I mean, the goalie story to start the season, having five different goalies at one point and being able to overcome that. I mean, everyone thought that would be, you know, the 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 thing that broke the Camels back, and it, it wasn't. They just kept on winning, and so I just love that they've just proven everybody wrong because I don't think anybody thought this was going to be a playoff team and right now it's looking like there's nothing that's going to stop them from being a top five team in the league I mean they're not even just fighting for a spot they're one of the best teams in the entire National Hockey League and it's been super super fun yeah, and as of us talking at this moment, they're leading the Pacific Division, which even if people right. expected them to do well, nobody expected them to be leading the division at this point. Certainly not. I yeah. didn't, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, so what's going on with, with players this season? I think that, you know, we've had a couple of interesting trades. Uh, like you said, the goalie situation, Marc-Andre Fleury in Vegas getting injured. Um, or have there been any players that have really come out and surprised you in terms of uh, either their ability or kind of their presence off the ice? I mean, we're all really hyper aware of guys like Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. And as always, Sidney Crosby. Um, those are names that everybody knows. Is there a player out there that you think that we should be paying attention to that we haven't? Um, I think for me, I think there's there's a lot of answer, there's a lot of players that you could say to that question. But the guy that's really stood out to me is Braden Shen in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he was in Philly last year, but he's got 38 points on the season already. He's more than halfway to his career high. I mean, this guy's a top 10 scorer in the National Hockey League. And I don't think anyone would have predicted that at the start of the year. I think he's been – St. Louis has been the perfect place for him, and, and he has obviously really clicked and, and just uh, flourished uh, with the guys that he's playing with in St. Louis. And I think he is a guy that people aren't really talking about outside of St. Louis that has had an amazing start to the season in a brand-new place. And with a team that started the year with a ton of injuries and sort of, sort of needed people to sort of step up and take on um, the leadership roles, and he's, he's definitely been one of those guys. I would add Matthias Petrov's name in there just because uh, even though he had kind of a breakout year last year with Steven Stamkos being hurt, I think this year he's really solidified himself more as a household name around the NHL for guys, um, you know, top top 15, top 10 players in the league right now. Um, I know he was that high on our list that we did before the season, and I think he's only going to be higher after this year. Um, I'd be shocked if he didn't win the Cross of Bernard. I think that Tampa is a lock to not only make the playoffs but make a deep run, and he is just as big a part of that team, if not bigger than Steven Stamkos. In fact, right now I would call um, Kucherov the MVP of the Lightning, which is crazy because I feel like a few years ago nobody even knew who he was. So I would throw him out there. And I also just think that the young players in general, like last year it was basically just between Austin Matthews and a little bit Patrick Wyne for the Calder. And this year it's, it's just so – it's so wide open right now. Everyone thought Clayton yeah. Keller was going to win the Calder, but he kind of slowed down. We've seen Brock Besser just surge out. And now, you know, hopefully he's okay after his injury last night. Um, but there are 
at least five or six young guys, rookie guys who are exploding onto the scene. And um, I love the idea that there are still the veterans um, like the Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, whatever, who are, are must-see players every night. But there are also 18, 19, 20-year-olds who <laughs> you can't miss watching them whenever they go on the ice. I was just going to say, listening to Jamie earlier talk about the Lightning as well um, with Stamkos and Kucherov, like one thing I've loved about watching Stamkos too is that like he has 31 assists already this year. He's like, you know, everyone looked at him before this year as as a goal scorer and an elite one Mm -hmm. at that, but he's proving himself to be quite a playmaker as well. He's going to surpass his career high in assists, I think, um, if he keeps on the pace that he's on right now because he has been unbelievable, and I think it's sort of opened people's eyes to that he's more than just a goal scorer. Like, this guy can make plays, too. Yeah, and, and it's one of the reasons. watch the two of them, they're very much like uh, Sam Coast when he came into the league in Marty St. Louis. And I read this really great article in the Tampa Bay Times that was about how Sam Coast now sees himself as, as like, the Marty St. Louis of him <laughs> before, and that he loves being that assist machine to help Kucherov get those goals. So I, I just love kind of the development of his personal game along with them as a, a line. Yeah, I love there was um, an interview earlier this year, too, where Sam Coe said, I believe it was on Sportsnet um, in Canada, but he said he doesn't think he'll ever be 100% healthy. And I was like, what? Like, you don't <laughs> think you're 100%? And, like, this is how you play that? Like, his 75% is most people's, like, 110. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's such an interesting dynamic now, and I think a really exciting time for the league because, like you guys said earlier, there are so many young players that are coming up, uh, um, not just the one or two names like Connor McDavid or Aspen Matthews, but plus uh, a lot of veterans who are still transitioning their game and showing what they can do. Ovechkin, Crosby, Stamkos, like you guys just said, um, which makes for so much parity in the league, which is what I've also noticed this season, is that it's really hard to kind of uh, – say that okay well this like we I mean we talked we're all very excited about the golden uh the golden knights being able to make the playoffs but it's very hard to see any team kind of running away with a shot at the cup right because there's so much parity right now and you know divisions could really go either way um we obviously still have a lot of hockey left to play but with that in mind do you guys have teams that you're eyeing for um for the postseason um this is more of like a heart pick answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to see the Golden Knights against the Predators in the Western Conference just because like Vegas and Nashville as the two sites um yeah. in a playoff series would just be like for fans and for, let's be honest for people covering the team would be super fun places to have to go for a seven game series. So oh, yeah, that's that what I'm awesome. rooting for right now. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. And just having them in Nashville last year for the cup final, I mean, it it is really, it has become a hockey town, and nobody really realizes that outside of Nashville. But mm-hmm. when we would go out to dinner, or I remember going out and going to a random cupcake shop, and the cupcakes were all, they all had Preds logos on them, and they were in, like, food coloring of blue and gold. And this was, yes, it was during the cup final, but I, I asked around, and people said, no, it's like that. You know, basically, ever since the Preds really looked like they were going to make a run at this thing back, even when they made the playoffs as the eighth seed. And so it's it's uh, it's a hockey town, and it's also just an incredibly fun town to go visit. So yeah, I, I'd be on board with that. They <laughs> that sounds. Western Conference Finals. 
That sounds like so much fun. I, I was in Nashville <laughs> for the All-Star Game, and it was phenomenal. It was one of the best All-Star mm-hmm. Games I've been to. I mean, the energy in that town, those people really love hockey. Um, and what it also does is kind of expose the sport to a whole different level of fandom. You know, right now we're really aware that the NHL has little pockets of popularity, Um but it, the exciting thing is that it's starting to transition out into all these different markets, Nashville, Vegas. With that in mind, do you, do you think that, not so much the league, but do you think that hockey itself is kind of on the right track, needs to be doing other things to get more casual fans involved in the game? Uh, I think it's definitely on the right track. Speaking from personal experience, my husband's from Southern California. did not watch a single hockey game in his life. Um, and then I started working with the Minnesota Wild. We moved to Minnesota, where hockey is everywhere. And um, and he started going to a couple games just to see what it was all about. And he is one of the biggest Wild fans out there now. So I mean, this was five years ago. And so I do think that um, that if other markets, non-traditional markets, start getting involved and people start going to the games, Vegas is a perfect example. Everyone was wondering if the team would succeed and if they'd be able to fill the seats. And from what I've heard, just talking to people who cover the team on a nightly basis, the, the arena is packed every single night. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of fans that make a trip to go see their team, and they also think, oh, let's go to Vegas and make a trip out of it. But it's really, like, the core of Vegas, um, Vegas living people that have totally taken on this identity as a hockey town and whatever. And I, I definitely think that the game is on the right track in terms of growing the sport and getting fans more involved. And I think that that only helps with um, taking big events like the All-Star Game or you know the Winter Classic, which is going to be in South Bend next year. Um, I think that can really help grow the game and maybe even a team in Seattle or Houston. I mean, there's all kinds yeah. of of ways that I think we can um, grow the game, but they're definitely on the right track. Yeah, I've always felt like, too, that hockey is the type of sport that once you see it live, mm-hmm. that's when you really get a feel for what the hockey experience is all about and what the game's about, because it's sort of an atmosphere unlike any other, I think. And so I think expansion teams and and you know, teams like Nashville, teams like Vegas doing well and also being in places where maybe hockey is not the number one sport, it helps grow the audience because people can actually go to a game. They don't have to turn it on on TV, not understand what's going on, but they can actually go to the game and sort of experience the entire thing. And I think teams like Nashville and Vegas and Tampa back in the day when they won the cup, I think um, – those sort of teams do do a big part in, in growing the game as well. So one thing that we've got coming up that fans always love um, and that always seems to transcend outside of the sport too is the Winter Classic. Um, any thoughts, predictions about that? Well, I've never uh, been to a Winter Classic before, <laughs> but I'm going this year and I'm very excited about it because I always watch from home and I'm always like, that looks like an ex- like a once in a lifetime sort of experience. So I can't really speak to what it's like to actually go, but I can say that I'm mm-hmm. very excited to be going this year. Um, I was there a couple years ago for the the Winter Classic at the Stadium between the Bruins and the Canadians, and besides it just being a really great rivalry, um, it was so fun to be there. Not only for the game itself, but 
for the alumni games too, when you get to see and in my case interview um, some of the legends of the game and then seeing the families come out there for the practice day and spend some time. I mean, being from Minnesota, it's it's just as part of my experience with, with the game and um, with growing up in cold weather is just being out on the ice. And so it was really heartwarming to, to see the kids like out there on a football stadium skating around um, with their moms and dads. And, and then, of course, the, the guys actually playing the game, um, just seeing kind of the joy of being outside um, and freezing, but just having the time <laughs> of their life kind of taking it back to their days growing up playing hockey. You know, the interesting thing is, is that when we started, once we got to talking about hockey, I completely just took gender out of the equation, which is so funny because it's, it's to me, it's like, oh my God, this is really rare that there's, you know, three women that are able to talk about hockey in the media. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a good time in our sport. And I feel like, you know, specifically because we're all women talking about this, I think it's really cool to see, um, the diversity that that we've started to get in this sport um, in terms of of coverage, and I love that there's a show like NHL Now that you know Jackie co-hosts, where you know she has an equal voice with any of the analysts and with EJ, who's a host slash analyst, um, and I love being able to do uh, on the fly with an analyst too, where it's it's not just you know, women are the sideline reporters that ask the questions anymore, but mm-hmm. I feel like we've grown, at least at our network, to a, a point of of being part of the conversation as well. Because if I think more than any other sport, you know, Jackie played hockey, so she can speak to that. But I think it's, it's we women also are a huge part of hockey and have experience playing hockey. So, you know, it is different even than football or baseball where, um, you know, maybe we can't be as actively involved in certain parts of that conversation but with hockey um it's really fun to hear uh, a lot of women's voices get involved um whether it's you know women's national team members or collegiate women's hockey um whatever it may be i think it's i think we've come a long way and i think um i take a lot of pride in in being at a place where um we also have a legit voice yeah, to speak to Jamie's point, which was so eloquently put, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm new here at NHL Network. I've only been here for two months. And I think probably the number one reason that I came here, I mean, there was lots of reasons, but the biggest one to me was that I was given an opportunity to join a show where I was not just going to tee up a panel and mm-hmm. uh, read a prompter, I was going to be able to get in on the debate. I was going to be able to disagree with people. I mean, we do a segment on our show where the guys predict um, all the games of the night, and then I also actually get to predict a game every night as well. And so um, that was the biggest draw for me in coming here was that NHL Network didn't just want a host. They wanted a personality and a person with an opinion and a person that wasn't afraid to have one. And I think um, – the fact that there's somewhere out there that's supportive of that and wants to encourage that is really an amazing thing, and it gives me a ton of confidence in being myself and and just you know speaking openly and honestly all the time and just being real. And I think that that can be a rarity, but it's not here, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I, I love that fact as well. Um, and it's really refreshing to see that. So thank you guys so much for, for taking the time to do this and for sharing your thoughts with me.
Thank you for having us. It was really fun.